Can you walk us through the process of getting a legal suite permit in the city of Edmonton? Some of the stuff that a city needs in order to get you the permit are the site plan, or they call it a property plan. So what it really means, uh, they just want to see where this property is located, where is the where is the side entry for this property located, what is the distance between the neighboring property versus your property, right? You can just hand draw this on a paper and submit it in order for you to get the permit. The second thing that they ask for is a floor plan. They just want to see where the bedrooms will be, where the bathroom will be, kitchen, mechanical room, all those locations will be. Uh, so that basically when they come for the inspection, they can refer to that floor plan to go through their inspection. Third thing that they need is the sound sound separation form. So for the legal secondary suite, uh, one of the requirements is basically they just want that the main floor level and the basement level has some sort of sound separation. And then basically you just fill out the form and attach with, with your permitting application. And the third and the last thing that they need is picture of the exterior, right? There are some additional stuff that they need, such as engineering drawings, but those are needed only if you are cutting windows in your basement for the egress purpose or if you're enlarging windows in your basement for the same purpose, right? So those are the some of those items that they require. Um in order to provide you the permit. And on an average, the permitting costs around $2,500 to $3,000, depending upon the scope of the you plan. Very precise. I love that. So Vash, what are the requirements for building a legal suite? If you could list some of them, I know there's a lot. Start from the location of the property. The first requirement is, does your property support or allow building a legal secondary suite? And the way to find out is by looking at the zoning. So for example, I live in Edmonton. You go to city of Edmonton website, you enter your address and it will tell you that your property belongs to this, this zoning and does this zoning allow building a secondary suite or not, right? So that's that's the first thing uh, that you would need to check if it, if it allows secondary suite or not. Second thing is a property should have some sort of separate entrance. And if it doesn't have, then you should be planning to create a separate entrance for the uh, secondary suite unit. That was, that's another requirement. There are a lot more requirements, but generally there are two additional requirements I usually look at. So if you're planning to build bedrooms, do you have egress windows from those bedrooms in case if there is a fire or anything of that sort happen, do the tenant or whoever living in the basement bedroom, do they have some sort of egress to get out of that bedroom in case of something of that's not happening. And one of the another requirement that they have is a se separate heating source. So they don't want just a single heating source, which is heating the the upper level house versus the secondary suite. Right? So the separate heating source is something that that is needed for the in order to build the legal secondary suite. So these are four ge generic requirements that that are needed. And but there are a lot of small details that can be that that will be requested when you go through the whole permitting process. And tell me, Vash, what are some of the common mistakes that investors make when building a legal suite from what you've seen? One case where, but this is a long time ago, right? City of Edmonton has made a lot of changes since, since this happened. But one of the investors bought a property and when they applied for building a legal secondary suite, they found out that the zoning did not allow them to build a legal secondary suite in that house, right? So, but that was again a long time back. Now, City of Edmonton has pretty much changed their zoning requirement. They do allow legal secondary suite in most of the residential zone. There might be some exceptions, 
but mostly they do allow secondary suites. So zoning is, so you should be checking the zoning. Second thing that you should be checking is if this has a, sec a separate, some separate entrance or not. Because if it doesn't have separate entrance and you apply for secondary suite, then you have to cut the new door to enter the unit and it's going to add to the cost. It should be, there are some, some, there are some things that they should be checking such as the size of the window and all, right? But again, those are the stuff that if they do not meet the standards, those things can be changed. It's just, uh, there are some additional costs involved to that. One thing, one thing that I would mention about, but it's not about the building secondary suite. It's about, uh, there are some investors who would like to purchase a property, which already has a secondary suite, right? In that case, you just make sure that the building, like the, if post says that it is secondary suite, just make sure you confirm with city if it's really secondary suite or is it just the income suite, right? So there is, there's a difference between income suite versus secondary suite. So that, that someone who is looking to build or looking to buy a property like that, they should be looking, looking at those details. Yeah, no, absolutely. I know one workaround is because yeah, you definitely need two separate entrances. And yeah. if you don't, if you have a front entrance and a back entrance on a bungalow, then one workaround is trying to find a way to have maybe some common area and then having a separate entrance between downstairs and upstairs. And, but of course the layout needs to kind of support that as well. Exactly. Yeah. And if it doesn't support, there are some ways you can do it, but it's just additional cost. So you have to have those things added to your budget. 100%. A walkout basement <laughs> makes it a whole lot easier to do that conversion. So tell me how long does it take to usually get a legal suite permit in Edmonton? So in order to get a legal suite permit, there are two things that they look at. First is the development permit and building permit. Nowadays, I'm seeing that it takes around six to eight weeks, right? But it all depends on how big of a project it is. If you're cutting windows or if you're cutting a new door, it needs some sort of structural engineering drawings and it definitely takes a little longer for them to get approval. But if you're not doing any, if you're not cutting concrete or not opening any new uh, windows or doors, then yeah, I think, I think uh, six to eight weeks is realistic timeline, especially looking at other cities such as other bigger cities such as Toronto and Vancouver, which can take way longer than what Edmonton does. So I would definitely give credit to Edmonton on this, that they are definitely trying to make more affordable living by providing permits to build those secondary suites. So yeah, so around six to eight weeks. And can you explain the process for getting the building inspections for the mm -hmm. legal suites in Edmonton? What happens is before you go to the building inspection, there are several other inspections that need to go through. So when you apply for a legal secondary suite, you need to have you need to have a licensed plumber, electrician, and HVAC. So those three those three they will basically or the company they will basically apply for their own permits. So what happens is they apply for their own permit, they receive the permit. They finish their work, inspection happens. So once those mechanical inspection passes, then you basically do a ready to cover inspection where, you, where they go and check if you have proper noise insulation, noise cancellation installed or not. Once those the noise cancellation inspection or ready to cover inspections is completed, then you finish with uh, and putting drywall, mudding, taping, painting, and uh, installing kitchen, bathroom. So once every all of those uh, thing is done, then at the end, you basically ask for them the final building inspection, where the building inspector will look at your floor plan and see that, that this is what you've requested. You put everything according to that plan. There are proper smoke detection, smoke detector installed, right? Everything according to the legal secondary suite standard is installed. And that's how they basically give you the building permit if your construction meets that criteria. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. You definitely want to make sure you follow that. Don't just rush the process before yes. you get the A-OK don't from rush, them, right? Don't rush the process. Don't cheap out on the process for sure. Otherwise, it's going to cost you a lot more at the end of the day. 100%. Tell me now, what kind of renovations are typically required to convert um, a basement into a legal suite in Edmonton? Now, I know you've touched on some of this, like egress windows, etc. Could you dive in a little deeper? In terms of the city of Edmonton's requirement, they don't really ask for something like a specific kind of renovations. They have, they, they just want to make sure the building that you have meets the safety and safety criteria, right? So as long as your secondary suite has a separate entrance, I'm assuming it will have a bedroom. <laughs> so in terms of renovation, pretty much nothing. They just want to make sure that you have a separate heating source, separate entrance, proper egress windows. Uh, inside that, in terms of finishing, you can put two bedroom, three bedroom, two bathroom, right? It's up to you. But in finishing, let's say if you're building a secondary suite, you're assuming you'll have one bedroom at least and then kitchen, bathroom, and that's pretty much it. So in terms of finishing or renovation status, safety doesn't comment on that. They basically they look at if you meet their safety and safety standards and all. Oh, oh, absolutely. 100%. That's all up to your own creativity. It's just that is it's, it's those things that you mentioned. And it's like things like a smoke detector in, in the bedrooms, right? And of course, making sure like the mechanical room that is all drywalled out, right? I know that's exactly that's another yeah. one so that those, people tend to overlook. Yeah. So those are the safety requirements that you need to have. So every bedroom should have, every bedroom should have smoke detectors. They need smoke detector in the mechanical room. There should be enough fire separation between mechanical room and remaining of living area. So they want you to make sure that you pro- install proper drywalling, proper drywall installation, as well as you do smoke, smoke proof. If there are any gaps, they just want to make sure that you do proper smoke, smoke proof insulation in those gaps, right? So that if any unfortunate incident happens, it will have enough time for the fire to, enough time for people to escape from the unit before, before it basically gets to your, gets to the dwelling. Exactly. And that's one of the other reasons for the separate ventilation between units as well, right? For stopping or preventing, delaying the smoke, being able to transport between the two different units. And then as for heating and ventilation systems, Mm -hmm. what are those requirements for for basement suites? So City says that the heating for both units should be separate, right? Now it's up to you how you want to do it. Most of the cases in Alberta, what I'm seeing is people tend to put two separate furnaces, gas power furnaces. The reason is gas is a little cheaper than electricity. But at the end of the day, it's up to you. You can either put a gas powered furnace or you can do electrical baseboard for heating with an HRV system. So, so city gives you that option to do either or. But most of the time, what I have been doing in all my property, one, the one that I'm currently working on, I'm doing the same thing. I'm just installing a separate furnace. The reason is gas is cheaper in Alberta than electricity. Some people have put baseboard heaters, but eventually it gets like it, it costs a lot more than the regular gas furnace, the regular gas power furnace. So, but either or works uh, as per the city standard. And quick question on 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 your units in particular, with regards mm-hmm. to the electricals, are you are they all in the basement? Are you keeping you know access to the one panel for upstairs separately? What's your advice on that? Do you recommend that people move it or just leave it as is downstairs in the basement suite? So moving um, electrical panel is not cheap, first of all. So what I tend to do is my all the my unit, whenever I'm building legal secondary suite, the floor plan that I try to do is I put mechanical room, sorry, I put the electrical panel in some sort of common area so that so that 
none of the occupant of a separate dwelling need to reach out to anyone else or need to take favor from someone else. All right. And so now I think city is also tightening on, on this, that, that they have to have separate electrical panel if there is not a specific common area. Right. But for myself, I tend to, I tend to work with my contractors to just make sure that the electrical panel is somehow in a common area so that I don't have to, I don't have to move, I don't have to move around those panels, which is unnecessary additional cost. Right. But sometimes you don't have an option, then just move it in, just move it to a, a common area. Right, that's the easiest way to go about it. Oh, absolutely, and it just makes the management side of things a whole lot easier when tenants don't have to bug each other for that, right? Exactly, um, and just imagine, just imagine an electrical panel is, let's say, if it's in the basement suite's bedroom, right? And the basement suite tenants are on a vacation for a week, and something goes off, right? Then the upstairs, if there is a trip, right? So upstairs tenant now have to call. The landlord now landlord has to come or their management company has to come open the door for them right and all those stuff so it's just in just avoid that headache and headache and just put it in a common room again that's what i tend to do right but sometimes i can understand that there are some scenarios where it's not feasible uh, or it's not possible then you have to do a workaround but just think of long-term process right don't just think of what's gonna be easier at this point of time just think of long-term process how you want to manage the whole scenario of dealing with your tenants if, if any of your circuit trips at that point. Absolutely. There's a <laughs> few things to keep in mind when, when developing a basement suite to help with the long-term management, you know, the extent of soundproofing that you do and like the electrical panel, having it in yes. a more accessible location that doesn't disturb the other tenant. Now, I know you, you touched on egress windows, you touched on some fire safety. Could you give us some some, if you do know off the top of your head, some specific requirements for the windows and doors when it comes to legal suites in Edmonton. Uh, in terms of window, my, my understanding is if you have a window in your basement or let's say you're cutting a window in the basement, I think minimum requirement is none of your opening, either horizontally or vertical, none of them should be less than 15 inches. Now, this is uh, this is what uh, I know from city of Edmonton, but my 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 understanding is throughout Alberta or throughout Canada, the, the building code is pretty much the same. Uh, but 15 inch uh, is the minimum opening, either uh, one, uh, either horizontally or vertically. So that's the minimum. Whenever I uh, build a basement, I tend to put uh, bigger windows. Uh, I see many people are putting those hopper style windows, which is around 40 inch wide versus almost 22 inch height, right? So, and that hopper window basically is just open one way, and that's pretty much it. So it gives you plenty of opening, right, for for you to go egress windows and. Those hopper windows are easily available at your uh, retail uh, retail hardware stores such as Home Depot, Lowe's, something like that, right? Uh, you just Google hopper hopper windows and uh, or uh, basement egress windows, and you'll find a lot of. Okay, and, and in terms and of doors, doors, I think yeah, for the doors is standard. I think uh, the standard door, I believe, wide opening is thirty two inches. That's the standard, right? So they don't have anything specific in terms of how sorry the in terms of the door. Usually, most of the doors are thirty two inches. So 32 inches has to be your door and any walkway within your unit should be around 34 inches in my understanding. And yeah. definitely the doors that they use for the entrance is not the door that you'd use on your standard bedroom. Yes, that door, yeah, those are not the ones that you use inside your house, right? Because those are a hollow, hollow doors. For your That's main entrance or your mechanical room entrance, you need to have a solid core door 
again that is fire they basically call it a fire rated solid core door so it's pretty heavy yes so yeah so yeah so the door is basically different in terms of the because it also protects you from that fire to spread right 100%. Now, Vash, you know a lot about this, not only because you've done it, but also because you've done a lot of research and you keep up to date with all of this. Are there mm -hmm. any resources available in Edmonton, at least, to help investors navigate the legal suite process? So through, throughout my conversation with, so, so I do most of my research online first, right? So City of Edmonton has a lot of things available on their website. Most of these things are definitely available on their website. But there are still some gray areas that you, if you want to maneuver them, I basically give a call to City of Edmonton staff, right? Their permitting and inspection department. They do share, like they are very helpful. That, that is what I found. I don't know what other people's experience is, but the, I've been dealing with them for a long time. And I've seen that they are definitely helpful in providing those information. And so, yeah, so mostly online resources, City of Edmonton staff, give them a call. They'll be able to explain everything to you. And if there is any gray area that, that you don't find information very soon or very easily, you can also reach out to me on my social media and I can share if I know those details. I'll, of course, yeah. leave that in the description. But Vaj, mm -hmm. tell me, before we finish, what mm -hmm. are your top tips for investors considering building a legal basement suite? So the first tip is build a legal secondary suite, right? Just don't build any suite which is not legal. Because you don't want to go through those liability if something goes sideways, right? And if someone, like if there is a death or something that happens, uh, it basically causes unnecessary liability and uh, you don't want to go through that process, right? So just, it's easier, just build everything according to what city requires, go through all the inspection and build everything legal. In terms of the, in terms of the, any specific requirements, not, not really too much. I would say that hire your contract. If you plan to hire a contractor, hire them proper, do your due diligence when hiring them, right? Just, and make sure that your contractors who are working there, they have proper, like they are licensed, first of all, licensed with city, right? They have, they have enough manpower to finish it, right? And then, and then, yeah, that, I think that's pretty much it. As long as, as long as you follow the steps that city of Edmonton recommends, my, like, I've seen the process is pretty smooth. City is definitely willing to help you in the process. Yeah, but as long as you follow these steps that, that's laid out by them, it's pretty straightforward. Process. Great advice. Great advice, Vash. <laughs> the last thing I'd add to that is if anyone's looking to obtain a property and suite it, just make mm -hmm. sure to look at the comps to see what your after repair value would be. That is justify certainly. spending what you need to spend to legally suite it because you don't want to cut any corners, right? Legally suite it. And still, you know, either get your money back or at least make sure that it covers what you're going to spend on sweeting the property out, right? Exactly. Exactly. So especially when investors who wants to do burr, they just, you just want to make sure that when you buy a property, which doesn't have a legal suite or which doesn't have a suite at all in the basement, just make sure that how much you get, get the quotation, how much it's going to cost you and add that to your purchase price to see if after you finish everything and if you get your appraisal, does that refinancing give you all your money back or at least some of your money back or not, right? So that's definitely something that you should be looking at is, is the comparables. And in order to get those comparables, a good realtor like Andre definitely comes in. Uh, like if he can provide you what the after repair value would be for the property after second receipt, because he has those resources that he can search similar comparables in those areas where you're looking at your property.
exactly and if anyone is interested just send me a message now vosh next time we'll go over the costs associated with building a legal suite i'm sure people are interested in that for when oh, they yes. run their numbers just having a better idea making sure that mm -hmm. they're not leaving any costs out of the equations when they do run their numbers so i'm looking forward to that but vosh i want to thank you so much for sharing brother perfect thank you so much for having me here Andrew.